Hello everyone, welcome to a new podcast of... What is this again, Chris? Horror. <laughs> Dead Jesus Air. fucking Horror Christ. Podcast. My God. Dead <laughs> Air, a horror this is podcast. Like episode let's, 500. Let's, let's do this again, Miguel. One more time, you can do it. Ma- Ma- Maui PV, keep everything. Jesus. <laughs> Wedding, Hello, wedding, wedding oh my god, Miguel. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Dead Dare, a horror podcast. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dead Air, our horror podcast. I'm Miguel. I'm usually the guy who's afraid to watch these horror films. I got roped in by my buddy named Chris. Chris that's Chief. me. Uh, around around these parts, I like to call myself the horror fanatic. And uh, our last host is somewhere in between is myself and the Miguel. Best is so amazing. The last host, whoever that is. <laughs> oh, that's me. Hello, I'm Aaron, and I am the fan. Of horror movies, meaning I am not a film people where, you know, I analyze by <laughs> frame and, you know, the story and symbolism. I'm not like that. I'm here to watch yeah. horror and get scared and love it. And I'm very excited because we have actually someone with us who has written some horror stories, some horror movies. But it's really interesting because our next guest did not just write some horror movies. He's written for rom-coms and action films as well. Uh, with movies under his belt such as She's the One, Maybe This Time, Seclusion, By Bust, The End, and Sunod. Everybody, let's welcome Anton Santa Maria. Ow! Woot, woot. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome Bye. to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Welcome I'm so happy to be here as well. Thank you, thank you. How have you been? How was your day? Um, it's been pretty lazy, actually. Um, one <laughs> of the rare times I don't have to write anything. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's crazy. You know, with the quarantine, everything, you'd think that writing would slow down. But actually, I've, it's been hectic for me during the really? lockdown period. Yeah. Wow, it's a problem to have. It has not been a productive yeah. quarantine for me at all. Because <laughs> I think, you know, since writing is the safest thing to do during the quarantine, that's what everybody's <laughs> trying to get done. Make, yeah. yeah. So, oh, man, yeah. No, like, I'm sure clients aren't saying, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. I guess you can write for us. That's a bit yeah, true. Do they, still res- do they still respect boundaries like time or no, not it? <laughs> Your own personal um, time. <laughs> So far, happens to be um, so far oh, it's been <laughs> pretty good. Um, All right, lucky, yeah. lucky you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great. Right. So uh, we're a horror podcast, and we're here to hear your views on a bunch of things horror related. Being such mm. a uh, uh, well, you're obviously a fan of the genre because you, you've uh, you've got quite the resume in the genre. Um, uh, what we usually ask our, our guests uh, right off the bat, bat is a. Uh, what is your own personal horror origin story? How did you get into the genre? Um, I got into the genre. Actually, um, it's directly related to the movie that we're going to discuss today. Because um, what inspired me to become a horror writer, or a screenwriter in general, actually, was when I watched the movie Seven. 
and I oh, watched ah. it at the, I watched it at an, at an age that I shouldn't have watched it. I it, uh, I watched it around 1996. I was 11 years old, and uh, mm. of course, it's an R18 film. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, uh, I didn't totally get it at the that, time, but <laughs> that might that might be a good thing that you didn't get it yeah, at so, the time. I think my, my my parents rented it on VHS when you know renting tapes was still a thing, and um, I watched it one night when nobody was watching me, mm-hmm. and then I fell in love with how the story was told, how it looked, and um, right there, then and there, I said I want to get into filmmaking, but I wasn't so keen on the technical aspects, the directing part. I, I said I wanted to write stories, and unfortunately, with and here in the Philippines, we don't really have a crime thriller, you know, mm-hmm. genre, so so to speak. So the next best thing is horror. And through <laughs> horror, I can tell, you know, my, my thriller stories or my crime stories. And that's what I thought. So that's how I got into horror. And that's how I started loving horror, the horror genre as well. Because the horror genre is uh, it's kind of easy to get into for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, scaring, um, the feeling of getting scared is fun when you know mm-hmm. you're not going to get stabbed, of course, <laughs> in real life. So, did you, did, did you um, hear that, Miguel? <laughs> getting scared is fun. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. It is. Getting scared yeah. is fun. And, and it's even more fun to scare other people. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I that, that, that's where, that's where yeah. the writing comes in. That's yeah. where the writing comes Where do you from. get your inspiration from to write these stories? Are they based on truth or are they based on things that you've heard or do you just make it up? Um, so for Seclusion, um, there was actually a story. It was actually a story by from Eric Mati. I think um, oh. he had a friend or a, or a staff member who told told him about this ritual of priests um, secluding themselves before or deconstituting themselves before um, being ordained. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, we started talking about how we could turn that into a horror movie. With Sunod, uh, it was inspired by the... There were a lot of horror stories in um, call centers. Because I used to work in a call center as well. Um, before, before I became a screenwriter, I was a call center agent. And... Um, so from there, I heard a lot of stories about it, about those. Everybody knows about Junjun, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that kid who seems to be in every call center. Um, oh my God. And then, um, so I wrote a story for that. Um, and then when Carlo came on board, um, that's when it evolved to what's uh, what became Sunod cool. uh, on film. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Wait, I, I'm actually really interested to know about June June who is in all the call centers. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> so there's a child ghost in a lot of call centers? Yeah. Um, it became famous because of this Kapuso um, Jessica Soho episode, I think. Um, wow. Where, and, um, and Miguel, Miguel is, I guarantee you, Miguel is Googling that right now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I think it's just also the nature of call centers, um, you know, usually staying up, you know, wee hours of the night, um, bright lights, right. everybody's tired, um, you know. You're seeing so, things. Yeah, you're seeing things. There, there's, mm. there's a lot of, there are a lot of stories about seeing stuff in their 
monitors or hearing whispers in, in their in their um, headphones. Well, yeah. So, and I guess it's also to you know to remove their mind of work. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, the mundane these stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta find something exciting in the in the mundane <laughs> to get through mm-hmm. it. Kayapala, well, it's funny to me that you were actually. a uh, in a call center once uh, that that explains the authenticity of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> we ha- we had an insider, pala, this whole time. <laughs> that was very important to me. The yeah, I know at least the language, how they talk, how they interact. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Awesome. Well, well, jumping on to uh, to the movie you chose. Uh, um, so apparently, it is part of your your horror origin story. Uh, the movie Ooh. Seven. Um, Miguel, would you like to give us a classic day adventure? (laughs) Sure. Classic day adventure. Yes. I've seen Seven Seven twice, maybe, but not not recently. So uh, it stars Morgan Freeman as this grizzled, about to retire cop, I think, and Brad Pitt, his partner, who's young, he's bright eyed. He has, a, he has a pretty wife in Gwyneth Paltrow. And they're tasked to solve this sort of uh, serial killer. I keep forgetting if they established at the very beginning the serial killer. Or in some way, somewhere along the way, oh shit, it's just one person killing all these things. And all these people. And the murders or the attempted murders, they have a common theme. And it's the seven deadly sins. So... Yeah, that's the whole movie. They're kind of chasing this murderer uh, who's kind of also smart enough to bait them until it comes to a chilling conclusion. A chilling conclusion. What's in the box? Inside the What's box. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> what are our opinions about this movie? <laughs> Go on. Where do we start? Where do we start though? Because like this, yeah. is, this is a masterpiece. Uh, I mean… Uh, How about let's start with Anton? What was the thing that struck you the most about this film? And we'll see if it's the same for us. Uh, to be honest, everything because um, mm-hmm. well, the twist, of course, is uh, I mean mm-hmm. the, that ending, how mm-hmm. it played out. But right. we we can the, spoil. The, we can spoil. I mean, it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, the movie was great even mm-hmm. before that, but then they hit yeah. you with that uh, that what's in the box moment. And yeah. you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's head—at least it's implied—her head is in yeah. is in that box, and it was all part of the plan um, of John Doe, played by brilliantly played by Kevin Spacey. Um, yeah. For, when you get to that point, I mean, it's almost impossible to not go wow or you no. Know, mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Can, can, can we curse in this spot? Yeah, yeah, please. You can absolutely okay. curse. Holy shit! Please yeah. do. <laughs> And I think I love that they went even as far as keeping his name off the credits. See Kevin Spacey, like all the yeah. promo materials. Parang he wasn't credited, he wasn't listed in the posters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, naman. So it would really surprise you in the end. And and you know I what's crazy? I found it interesting. Uh you know what's interesting is that that ending almost didn't even happen. Because oh. the, yeah, because the, the producers yeah, the, when yeah. when when the writer when Andrew Kevin Walker, the writer of Seven, um, submitted it, they loved it, but they said the the ending was too negative. It was too dark, so they <laughs> they made him rewrite it to a more you know you know action, the, the typical action crime thriller ending. Oh no! You chase oh, the bad no. guy, and then fortunately for us, they sent the wrong script to David Fincher. 
They sent the <laughs> they, they accidentally sent the the end the one with the what's in the box ending. And then he yeah. said, "I won't I won't do it if we change the ending." And then also, and then Brad Pitt also said, "I want I want the what's in the box ending, or else I'm I'm out yeah. of this." Film. So Galeng. they were pressured. The producers were pressured into doing it. So ah, booting thankfully, <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually were, heard that no. after that movie came out, Kevin Spacey was pulled over by a cop for speeding, and when mm. the cop saw his face, he just let him go. Oh, oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> 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 uh, obviously, you were talking about pre-canceled Kevin Spacey. Na parang galing din ng roles yeah, yeah. yes. at that time, eh. Like you show suspects. Mm-hmm. Yung parang he was very good at exploiting that his little his very everyday features. Well, and then yeah. parang turning out to be a very menacing character pala. Amazing. Because mm. he was basically playing himself this whole time. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dark. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A darkness. A, dark, a, dark, a, dark, a predator. <laughs> why, are we, why are we laughing? Why are we laughing? It wasn't really pala a role, no? It was yeah. him just being himself. Oh, <laughs> the real, the real Kevin Spacey, future. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's so much to talk about this movie. I mean, there's, we can talk about Fincher, we can talk about Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, that amazing script by Andrew Kevin Walker. Mm. Um, uh, man, the visuals, uh, like, like where, where do you want to start? Even, I mean, that that opening sequence. Which has was ripped off by countless music videos uh, oh, yeah. over mm. the years, over the decades. You know, it's a. I mean, like this movie is so iconic. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna go down in history as one of those those mm. greats mentioned in the same breath as you know, Silence of the Lambs and yeah and everything. Mm. Uh, what what I uh, I mean, so so there are so many things to talk about. No, but but what I love about this choice is. Is uh is how we can direct this conversation conversation in in, in uh, using that that age old question where does horror uh, where does where does a thriller end and a horror film begin because this is the perfect mm. movie for that you know I mean we've right. we've had uh we've had our sister podcast and Slate discuss this mm. about uh, whether mm. this movie is a thriller or a horror film um, yeah. Uh, um, I'm so, so so that's that's something we we can we can start off with uh, I think because it's a very important question. Uh, we uh, we all have our answers. Um, I I would love to hear yours, guys. But maybe we'll start with Anton. Yeah, horror um, versus thriller. Seven. I think. Well, technically, seven is a crime thriller, psychological yeah. crime thriller. But it has a lot of horror elements that actually um, it, it's done even better than a lot of horror movies. You know, the suspense, mm. um, the mystery. For me. If 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 I were to label seven as a horror, maybe not. But mm. um, a lot can be learned from it. A lot of horror writers or horror enthusiasts can learn a lot from it um, about the horror genre still. Because you know, um, horror is not just about the jump scares or you know the ghosts or the monsters. Um, it's also about the you know holding the tension and you know scaring you in a in a different way. Because by the end of seven, and this actually was partially um, influenced how I wrote Sekushon and even Sunod, was because I didn't want to write 
you know, just for the jump scares, just for the the you know the cheap scares, um, the sustained right. uh, the sustained horror, that sustained um, tension, that by the end of the film you you still hold on to it, it lingers, and you want mm-hmm. to talk about it with other people. Yeah, so horror can be a lot deeper than just the scares, and and a uh, good case for that is. Um, Seven, a, a good um, example of how to do that. Yeah. Sure. How about you guys, That's Aaron, true. Miguel? Well, if we're going to be talking about horror the way we've been talking about it in the past, when we said that something is horrifying, then it falls into the horror genre. And I would say all the deaths that happened, the way they happened, was pretty horrifying. And if you think about it, the whole, it kind of mixes also the idea of. Um, a serial killer and religious. It's it has a little bit of that religious horror mm. vibe also. That all these deaths are happening in the name of what seven deadly a, a, sins. So a biblical a, bi- yeah. a, a biblical concept or sorry, a biblical or a Catholic right. concept, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, so I I would say that yeah, this is. Although it is a crime thriller, I would call it horror because Kevin Spacey is a psycho. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, well, yeah. yeah, that's true. And it, it really works as this thriller slash horror film, I guess. Because even if some of the scenes are in daytime, like the chase scenes or even some of the crime scenes they visit are at daytime, parang palpable pa rin yung parang, oh my God, I can't believe they're going down this yeah. hallway or I can't believe they're gonna poke into this empty house or something. It's amazing, you know. And, and even, know, the whole lair, his his lair mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. so yeah. freaky, you know, yeah. that cross above the bed, and so yeah. <laughs> I would say ah. Also, or, sorry, and even that reveal. Sorry, go ahead, Anton. Yeah, no, I was just gonna add that also that decision to make the city nameless. Yeah, uh, yes. it yes. kind of feels like it can it yeah. can be can happen anywhere. As some yeah, right. realistic horror, yeah. Yeah, you were saying Miguel. No, even the reveal of Kevin Spacey, the right? like when he he virtually turns himself in the right? he walks in long. And if I remember yes. correctly, the shot is just like the camera rising, I think, and then revealing him in the hallway in the middle of this busy mm-hmm. police precinct. Parang galing right. din ng unmask, galing din ng unmasking, even if it's the mm-hmm. villain unmasking himself. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. The monster yeah. unmasking himself, pala. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, naman, um, you know, I really think that it's the, it's, your definition of horror is subjective. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But I sincerely believe that Seven is a horror movie. Um, of course, it's it's a crime thriller. I sincerely believe it's a horror movie in in the sense that uh, um, its overall treatment really is uh, is as a horror horror film. Um, the, the, all these elements are horrifying for me. That, that's the difference between a thriller and a horror film. Is if uh, the intent is to horrify, um, mm. like something like you know you have a killer in 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 uh, the movie Speed. You know Dennis Hopper. That's a thriller. But if 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 the entire treatment of of the script, uh, the you know the how how you set things up, uh, the ambience of the film, the music, the score, the reveals. Uh, is is to set out to horrify you in the way that um, John Doe horrified me. Uh, I sincerely believe that Seven is a horror film for me. Uh, again, of course, that's a, a very subjective thing. Uh, the lines between a horror and a thriller are overlap and blur 
uh, in so many ways, you know. Um, like, you know, perfect example would be, you know, a, a Hitchcock film, you know. When, when is he? A th- he's known as a master of suspense. But like, uh, uh, what do you call this? Um, Psycho is horror, but uh, The Birds right. is horror. But something like a <clears throat> Rear Window is probably more of a thriller, you, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's a thin line, a very thin line. But for me, Seven really crossed that line into the the horror territory uh, in the same way that uh, if we consider Silence of the Lambs a horror film, um, mm. that that that's how I would I would I would uh, categorize uh, Seven. No, um, but 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 that's just me. And again, uh, horror is really subjective. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so I really love this, the fact that you chose seven because we finally had this conversation because this is a conversation that I think uh, we we should have had maybe even earlier uh, in, in this podcast. So yeah. that's, that's super cool that seven is perfect, the perfect venue for this. Look at everyone looking at their notes. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the most uh, seven trivia? Oh. Wait, sorry. One more thing I like about Seven, pala. Like any, like any horror film, para it kind of also, it has this parang breathing. It will always have that scene that lets the audience breathe a little, and but still have that sort of underlying horror, parang waiting in the wings. And for me, it's that scene where Morgan Freeman's character visits uh, the family of Brad Pitt for dinner with sila Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow. And parang, oh, what a great scene. That's a great scene because yeah. it's such a even the setting is such a character like there's a train passing through every now and then mm. and parang I think that's where Gwyneth I mean correct me if I'm wrong everybody jump but that's where Gwyneth kind of insinuates or implies that she's pregnant yata with the baby yeah. with their baby that's why which makes it even more mabigat later on when you find her head in the box. <laughs> I know. My yeah, that was he's the only light scene in the entire movie. The yeah. entire movie is so it's dark the, and oppressive. Be, be, and moody. Yeah, but it's still a setup for a, a more for another emotional beat later on. Huh? It's actually yeah. excellent writing. Huh? Yeah, somebody get a good writing. Yeah. It's it is. It is. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I like the character of Morgan Freeman so much. Yeah, that he was so it it the contrast between the two characters eh, because. Parang Brad Pitt is constantly trying to prove himself. Hey, I already did these cases. But you can see the way they approach the cases is so different. Like with with Morgan Freeman, he will go through all those journals and read it. And then there's that scene where Brad Pitt just had someone buy him the Cliff's Notes to Danny's Inferno. (laughs) So you kind of see… It's so different. You you see the calm, wise old man, and then you see the barumbado, like ah, I'm gonna <laughs> knock down the door and stuff like yeah. that. So it was such an interesting partnership. Yeah, and that, in the end, you see that they were just they were very supportive of each other. So yeah, I found that absolutely. So the dynamic. The, the, yeah, that that whole dynamic is a can be a trope, not the the mm. the grizzled. Oh, is it? No, yeah, the the grizzled. Uh, uh, um, world weary detective and the, the brash mm. partner, but but the way they did it was just so so it was just so perfect. Honestly, like yeah. I mean, like and then Brad Pitt's character uh, Mills was so consistent. He was a yes. he's such an impatient young guy. Yeah, impulsive. You know, he's yeah. so impulsive. He's so impulsive. He's so impatient. He acts without thinking. 
Uh, he kicks the door open. He, uh, you know, without a yeah. search warrant. Um, so, so that ending is perfect, perfect for his character. You know, uh, like yeah. he knows the consequences of his actions, but he does it anyway because that's just who mm-hmm. he is. So that's what one of those things about I love about the writing. Um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, even, another. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Anton. No. Yeah. Uh, even from their the first time they meet, that long shot where they're mm-hmm. walking down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys remember that in their in their interaction, um, you already mm-hmm. just from the dialogue. Um, they're not doing anything but walking. They're looking at each other, talking. Um, but just from how they speak, the words they say, um, mm-hmm. how they you know interact with each other, you already know that they're gonna bump heads. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who's about to retire, and then somebody who just um, transferred into the city, looking for action. Yeah. So you know, yeah. already an interesting dynamic just just from you know one uh, a single scene them meeting without even a single cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually watching this video on YouTube, and Seven was used as an example of how shots are able to already convey a story just mm-hmm. by a shot. So the sh- yeah. the scene that they showed was when they were trying to figure out something together in the office, and parang Morgan Freeman was closer to the camera, and Brad Pitt was at the back, and it parang even just that though, um, those little shots kind of show. That the dynamic between them was, um, mm. it would get blurry with Brad Pitt because he wouldn't understand. And then when he would understand, the camera would focus on him and it would be clear. And then Morgan Freeman would always be clear because he was the wise guy. Parang ganon. So it fi- I, I find it very interesting as a non-film person <laughs> that people take the time to come up with things like this. It's not just a story <laughs> in words. It's a story when you when you look at the shots. Wala lang galing. Guys, guys we are, we are slowly turning Aaron into a film <laughs> person. <laughs> we are slowly converting her, guys. It's working. It's working. Okay. Objective number two being achieved. <laughs> yeah. Aaron becomes a film person. Aaron yeah. be- becomes a film person and Miguel becomes a horror fan. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, man, we've gone this long for the for the episode. And we haven't even talked about Fincher yet. I know. That's actually not the most official. No, no the, the, that scene yeah. we were talking about, uh, Aaron, was actually a perfect intro to Fincher because you know that's yeah, your, exactly. That's how Fincher works. He thinks ah. about everything. He, you know, every minute mm-hmm. detail. I mean, Seven was shot in fifty five days. I think. And that, that's just mm-hmm. the wiki, the wiki page telling. <laughs> so <laughs> our main you know. source, yeah. <laughs> so you know, fifty five <laughs> days is a long, long time, especially for I think this was just Fincher's second movie. I was gonna say first. This isn't Alien. his debut. Alien Three was no. his first. Alien Three, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Did he write this, or was it based on like a book? No, so, um, the, the other and, guy wrote it. See. Andrew, you know, Andrew Kevin Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah. We mentioned him earlier. And then after this, he uh, does the game. He's a messed up mind. Yeah, the game. Mm-hmm. Another incredible movie. I yeah. haven't um, seen this. Will oh, I like man. it? Feeling ko I won't. Yes, you will. You will. No, Aaron, you will. I like it. Uh, okay, okay. Yes, the game. Uh, it's a crowd pleaser in the game. I mean, it, 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 it's almost impossible to hate any Fincher film. I mean, that, that's my opinion. Okay. Even Panic Room. What are your feelings on Panic Room? I love Panic, <laughs> Panic Room. Panic Room with Jodie well, Foster? Yeah. That's it. I think yeah. 
I think Panic Room was yeah. well. I think I think the script was the the weak Weakest part thing. of Panic yeah. Room. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it would censure. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah, no, because the performances, the performances were great. The directing yeah. was Kristen great. Stewart. I mean, it's yeah. Kristen Stewart, right? The kid. Yeah, the, yes, the kid. It is and, the kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Jodie Foster and um, who's that? The guy uh, I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> what do you call the, this? The, uh, the, 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 the burglar, the uh, invader. Yeah, yeah. The, the one in the, la- the last King of Scotland. And, uh, yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, his name is. Isn't he see, see in in Braveheart? Wasn't he the brute? Oh, his name. Shit, Marina click on link. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah, Forrest Whitaker. No. There, there, there. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, Forrest yes, Whitaker. Yes, yes. I hate that yeah. guy. Oh, that's Miguel, Miguel's <laughs> favorite actor. Why do you hate I forget, him? I forgot that he was in the no, panic room. Ah, my head hurts. <laughs> Why? Why do you He's, hate Miguel, him? Miguel Whatever. irrationally hates him. Yeah. First of all, of I, I will admit. Because no. of this eye. <laughs> First of all, I, 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 I'm willing to admit that it's an irrational hate. But whenever they have the fall um, on on our brothers on our, on end slate, asking who's the actor who takes you off the most, for me it's always forced. I don't know. Para ang OA lang, and he has he has these acting literally acting ticks that kind of annoy them. Anyway, uh, back to Panic Room. Panic Room, at the, like even for me, na, if it wasn't my favorite venture, I will be the first to say that it's still well-crafted. Parang yeah. Those shots are still well-thought-off, well-planned, well-executed. Like He has a couple of really great shots there where it goes through the wall. The camera goes mm. through the wall or something. Or a keyhole. I forget. But anyway, he's very yeah. good at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a Scientologist. Yeah. Oh, who? Wait, who who's a Scientologist? Forest Whitaker. Forest Whitaker is a Scientologist. No, He's in the it? movie with um, oh, John Travolta, the Aliens one. Oh yeah, I love that. Earth. Uh, yeah, I was gonna oh, say Battleship Earth, Battleship, Earth. <laughs> Battleship, Earth. <laughs> Battle, Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Culty, <laughs> um, culty vibes. Yeah, so 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 let's do less. Uh, Battlefield Earth and more uh, <laughs> David Fincher. <laughs> Let's go back okay, to the good movies. Okay, tell me what else has he done? What else has he done? Because um, I Panic Room, I was very young when it came out, so I don't really remember. Um, the Curious so Case seven. of Benjamin Button. Oh, I don't know if um, I like that one. Social Network. Social Network. Oh, I like that one. Zodiac. Um, Zodiac. I like that one. Uh, uh, Gone Girl. Okay, so so I so I generally like this guy. All right. Girl, girl with the David dragon Fincher. tattoo. Oh, yeah, girl with the dragon. The American version. Yeah, the American so he likes version. this dark stuff all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually. What 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 what's funny to me about I used to oh man um I miss collecting uh, physical copies of movies I I I had a huge blue Blu-ray collection and then that's when I discovered um that I was like like I was like. I just discovered that out of all the directors uh, on my on my list, I had the most copies of his films, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! He must wow. be one of my favorite directors." Like mm-hmm. it was a slow realization. It wasn't like a like, "Oh my god, he's my favorite director." It was something I was like, "Wow, he is really like on my pantheon," uh, without me even realizing it. Um, like I had like I had a copy of pretty much everything. I think, uh, uh, yeah, especially all his dark stuff. You know. Um, that's my thing. Wow. 
Yeah. So I'm big, 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 big Fincher fan right here. Um, and I'm sure Miguel is too. <laughs> See, the Somewhere. reason I can't really contribute is because I feel like I don't have a favorite director. That's not the first thing I look at when I see a movie. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I look at who's there. I look at the story. So, wala lang. I find it interesting. So, David Fincher is one of your favorite directors. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. And I'm assuming he's one of one of Anton's favorite directors too. Oh, he, um, he he's got him my, into horror. Yeah. Yeah, he's my got favorite him into director. screenwriting. Definitely my favorite director. Yeah. As an ultimate, Anton. Yep. Number yep. one. Yeah. Ooh, Just to yeah. add to close second. See Denis Villeneuve, but Fincher number one. <laughs> Just to add to yes, the, uh, we, the we heard the voice of God. Yes, because Fincher's one of my favorites. Then, and just to see, just to show, just to illustrate how uh, how obsessive he can get. Like you all know about Social Network and how the the twins, the Winklevoss, the Winklevoss twins were yeah. played by the same actor, when in fact they had the double body double and then the face off. What's his face? Z Zorro. Ar- Army uh, Hammer. Army, Army Hammer, Hammer was, was CG onto yeah. the face of the double, right? But yeah. Fincher right. has done yeah. this in his previous movies where he'd stitch uh, the face yeah. of the actor onto yeah. different takes because he liked this take, but he liked he liked the performance from this take, but he wanted it on this frame, on this other take. So he mm-hmm. Frankenstein shots of multiple takes into one to, to get his perfect shot. Yeah, that's that, uh, wow. you know you, you know what's funny? That's what George Lucas used to do on Phantom Menace. Yeah, and Fincher perfected <laughs> it. So yeah. yeah. Fincher perfected. Yeah. Anyway, voice out. So yeah. So Miguel, um um we were just saying uh how about how, how, where does uh, David Fincher stand in, in your uh, director pantheon? Hmm. I haven't really thought about it. I know I'm a big fan of some of his movies. Like, hold on, I'm gonna launch the like, like there are movies of his that I really love, but I've never really, unlike our friends and our film friends, who like he's, I'm sure he's in this everybody's top five. But I haven't really took the time to place him. But Zodiac is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I love the Social Network. Mm. There's one more. I love the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Actually. So he has, like, when I look back, oh shit, he's got a great record in my mind, Palabra. But, and I. <laughs> Just like me, dude, that's, that's exactly how I oh. describe it. <laughs> oh shit, I missed that. It was like, yeah, I love all his films. And then I just realized I had all of his films. And I'm like, oh shit, he must yeah. be one of my favorite directors. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. But remember, like, how uh, it's hard to compare. Like, but. What, what he, like sometimes I, I like a lot of Ridley Scott movies pala, even if he's not I wouldn't think he's one of my favorites but yeah mm-hmm. sure. like, I, I think anytime a director kita naman when a, a director's really invested in his craft and parang that's easy to appreciate all the time yeah, yeah absolutely is there yeah. like are, are, are most of the directors you like also director um, writer because I noticed that there are a lot of those yung written and directed by blank yeah more Has like David that. Fincher done that? Uh, I, don't no, I don't think, think so. He, he does. I think he mostly directs. Yeah. He's a visual guy. Yeah. He's very and visual. He's got a very distinct visual style. Um, yeah. yeah. He's, he's very dark and moody. But he can also switch it up as well. Uh, yeah. Social Network it looks nothing like like uh, Seven. Seven. Which, look, which <laughs> looks nothing like, uh, you know, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Which looks nothing like uh, Benjamin Button. But but he's got little things that you know you know it's it's like you know solely his yeah 
is a is a perfect auteur for the auteur theory. Uh, you know, very yeah, recognizable but, style. Yeah, the movies don't look the same, but you know that uh, that's David Fincher. Even when he directed, like, was it the pilot of House of Cards or something? Like the first two? Yeah, three yeah, episodes. he did. He's yeah. a show showrunner. Show yeah, similar. Yeah. Ah, so he and, and Spacey then, are ganto talaga. <laughs> Just like that. But yeah, so 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 how about how about your other your other uh, influences, Anton? Or are you uh, do you like uh, Fincher because he likes the the dark and moody stuff, or is or or what else? What else do you like? Um, about you Fincher. No, in general, like your your influences, because you have written mm. rom coms, stuff like that. So, like, what what general stuff do you enjoy? Well, um, actually, aside from movies, I read, I'm, I'm into video games, but that's something because <laughs> because ah. the horror genre in video games is also oh, got it. I mean, horror in video games is. Do you also play horror video very, games? Um, not a lot. I mostly watch like on YouTube and stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, because um, yeah, that stuff is hard to play. Yeah, you know, because it, it's it's an interactive uh, genre, uh, more so than movies. So um, mm-hmm. you know, you, films can learn a lot. I mean, writing and you know, directing films, um, you can learn a lot from video games because you know you see firsthand more closely how people react to scares and jump scares and. So sure. yeah, um, but in terms, but yeah, because you're the one controlling it, so it's super yeah. scary. Um, but as for movies, I like the older stuff, the Exorcist, Ooh, like, like how old? Um, like yeah, Hitchcock, um, yeah, Exorcist, oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. Poltergeist, all, all all those you know classics, even the original Halloweens, and uh, you know mm. and. This one's sci-fi horror. One of my favorite horror movies is also Alien by Ridley Scott. Oh, hell yes. Alien is the first one, right? Yeah. And and then Cameron did Aliens. Yes. Yeah. All right. I I don't like Aliens so much. This might be controversial, but I don't like Aliens as much as Alien. I don't know. Because it's more action-oriented, Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I love both, but I'm definitely an Alien Person, I think more than I think I'll finally else. I'll watch it to finally have an opinion about it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 I watched seen it Alien? as a kid. I haven't Which seen one Alien. Or, I haven't seen all three. I've seen Prometheus though, but I haven't seen any of the Alien movies. So weird. <sighs> it's so it, it's like a it's a gap in my pop cultural thing. Parang I haven't seen even Terminator. I don't think I've seen the first. Parang butas butas It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at Anton's face. He's dumbfounded. Why is this guy hosting a podcast? <laughs> Who gave uh, him a microphone? There's still time to correct your, um, <laughs> your errors. Error. You haven't seen it. Error. Correct your error. <laughs> No, but yeah, when I saw Alien and Aliens as a kid, I remember seeing both, but I don't really remember it having an effect on me. Mm-hmm. I was very young yeah. though. Like all I remember was that stomach scene where where you see the thing the, in the stomach. Yeah, I don't even know which burst. one that is. The is chest that Alien burster? or Aliens? Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, yeah. Chest yeah, burst. Yeah, whatever that was. 
Yeah. So maybe Mig, we need to yeah. watch this because I don't I remember much. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, but I, but I remember scenes, and but I don't know to which alien movie they belong to. So I exactly. have to see <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Saan kalbo si Sigourney? That's Alien Three. That's yeah, David Fincher. Ah, ang layo. Okay, that's not even what we're. <laughs> which, which again, I mean, so, yeah. story-wise, it wasn't great, but you know, the early signs of David Fincher's style in Alien Three was already there. Yeah. So sure. look-wise, it's something I got to like later in life. Yeah. I did not like it at all early on. Watched it again recently, especially it's if you compare. Easily not the worst Alien. <laughs> yeah, especially if you compare it to Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Was that even worth it? Written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh, don't, don't watch hey, it I now. like him. <laughs> Isn't he good? He's good, deba. Right? Joss mm, Whedon. Not not for he aliens. Did Buffy, right? <laughs> Depends. Ah, on, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm a huge Buffy fan. Oh my god, probably the biggest. But yeah, yeah his his mm-hmm. uh, Alien Aliens and Alien Resurrection is is not good at all. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to confess, I'm just looking at David Fincher's IMDb now. And I've seen a bunch. Fight Club. Yes, you have. Was, see? But Fight Club. Oh, yeah, Fight Club. How did we oh my God. We never, <laughs> we never <laughs> mentioned <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> Ridiculous. You <laughs> forgot. Fight Club I only watched recently because Quark was so shocked that I hadn't seen it. As in, <laughs> he found it so odd that I hadn't seen it. So he forced me to watch it. And? You like World it? World War Z. What, what do you think about oh, yeah, it? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. But it's one of those things. I guess David Fincher films for me are not those films that, you know, when you're on an idle day, you just pop in and be like, oh, yeah. watch. Yes, oh, yes. Seven. Of course. You know what I mean? And but he's into hyper-masculinity kasi. So parang, ugh. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch Blackpink na lang or something. Uh, you, you, you range ni Aaron Blackpink yeah, yeah I David do have Fincher. a range I do have a, yeah. a very large range but I do know what I don't like and yeah and that is Midsummer. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes and um, Lars von Trier and um, you know stuff like like if someone says you want to watch a Lars von Trier no I've seen one movie I'm okay thank you she's using <laughs> the word someone but she actually really means Quark and Aris. shout out yeah. shout out to Quark <laughs> the guy, the guy who knows and everybody. It's funny, like he'll make me watch something, and then he'll be like, "You didn't like it, no?" <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> naman pale, so <laughs> you know, naman pale. <laughs> you know, naman pale. <laughs> awesome. So, what kind so, of movies don't you like at all, Anton? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm not a fan of romcom. Even though I wrote two. Okay, valid. <laughs> Said the My guy who wrote the wrong Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How are you yeah, able I'm to not tie a fan that? Of you don't like it, but you had to write. Well, I was a co-writer. I had I had help. I had mm. friends with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he was um, held against his will and forced to write it. <laughs> um, Pretty not much. Not the forced, but yeah, I was, um, I was with Star at the time, and uh, when when romcom was at its peak nowadays, mm. not so not so much. Yeah, um, right. but yeah, um, I mean, it, it was a way also to get into the biz. Sure, yeah. pay your we all do that. Paid my dues. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Hey man, I, I co-wrote the rom-com. Which one was wow. it again? Chris, sorry, don't be offended. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Which one was it again? My candidate. My oh, candidate yeah. was Carcanaris. When you were writing your, your rom-com, were you like resisting the urge to sneak in like a serial killer or like <laughs> fucking murder somewhere? And there were mm. people like, dude, this is a rom-com. I mean, Put away the knife. Uh, I would. Uh, I was gonna be happy if they'd let me put a you know a curse word there, <laughs> but <laughs> even just that. That's how dark. That's how dark he went. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put a curse word in this rom com. <laughs> I'm being forced hey, to write this. At the very least, I can do is put <laughs> fuck inside the script. <laughs> you know, but." Um, even though I don't like the genre, I loved my time writing rom-com because um, it taught me a lot, especially since it was my mm. first time writing. Um, mm. You know, um, about I learned love, a lot I... about what I like. <laughs> not, not so much about love, but <laughs> maybe about <laughs> no, <again. laughs> no, but you know, what I, I learned a lot about what I like to write, what I don't like to write, um, how I work with others and all that. Um, and then it's crazy because after two rom-coms, I suddenly jumped into horror section. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Wow, so that was, that was your third uh, film. A world, a world apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Yeah, yeah. It was such a shock because that was after Star Cinema already. I was freelance. And then... Mm-hmm. Biglang, biglang, I don't know if you guys know Ayes de Guzman. You just messaged me and then, Eric Mati is looking for a writer. I gave your name. He'll give wow. you a call. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. And then, <laughs> um, I thought when I went, I was going into the meeting with Eric, I thought, oh, he's, he's gonna, you know, test me or something, like an interview, if we'll jive or whatever. But as soon as I sat down and he came in, okay, so we have this movie. It's, um, it's about a, Deacons going to seclusion game. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even formally met and all that. But then, yeah. Then, <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. Uh, it's, it's funny, you know, the, the whole uh, horror world is so small. We're, we already have so many connections. With, with you and everyone, like we just had, we had Phoebe Walker on. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's another horror connection here, but okay. yeah. everybody just knows yep. each other. We mm. had uh, Carlo Ledesma on uh, for Sunod, right. now mm. you. So that's three connections. And then we're, we're um, I don't want to spoil it, but we're, we're trying to get, we're trying to get Eric on the show. Uh, Ooh, damn. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That, uh, that, the, all those connections yeah. are there. What was it like working on a horror set? Were you there? Were you watching as as they were shooting, or did you just submit? Uh, no, um, because seclusion was on location, so I, you know, uh, I wasn't mm. part of the the budget to go to go there. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but no, but um, I generally don't like going to sets mm. uh, because because when you see what you wrote being shot. Of, uh, of course, while I'm writing it's different it, I, in your I, head. yeah, that's different in my mm-hmm. head. Or you know, the actor changes the a line, or a, a scene gets cut out, not no longer gonna be shot. 
So, you know, mm. being on set actually kind of hurts because, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're killing your baby kind sure. of in yeah. a way. Yeah. So, I'd rather just be it. After, after submitting the script, I'd rather just step back, be an, audi- an audience member when I go watch the movie on the big screen. Or, and, you know, just appreciate that it got made. That my right. words turned into picture and sound. Into, yeah. Words turning into something visual. I'm sure that's that's a different kind of fulfillment for you. Yeah. Which was your most fulfilling movie to date? Like you saw it and you were like, yeah, exactly. That's how I wanted it. <laughs> it's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard because it's none? Nah, joke lang. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'd say, okay, uh, my answer is um, solely because of um, the experience of experience of watching it was was great. Uh, so not this my answer because uh. <laughs> the cinema they used. Uh, I think I think it was somewhere in the Manila Bay area, the, the uh, Ayala mm. Mall by by the Bay or something, and it was a huge mm. cinema for, for you the know. premiere. Yeah, for the premiere. Like top notch um, sound system, and you know, so that wow factor yeah. was, just, was just there during the premiere. So that's my answer, only because of that. But I they're all my, all the all the movies are all my babies, script wise. So yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to choose. Anton, I have a I have a writer question. Uh, yeah. is, as a writer, are, are screenplays your favorite medium, or are you also open into writing? Like short stories or a novel or even like something like nonfiction. Are those things that interest you or is it straight up? I just want to make movies. Right now, I'm, I, I do think about writing like short stories and novels. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. since um, writing a short story is basically one step of writing a screenplay. Because you have to write it yeah, as a storyline exactly, yeah. basically and then develop yeah. it into a screenplay. But to write a short story and release it as is for a novel, maybe not. Because it's yeah. so much harder, oh, yeah. especially a novel. It's mm-hmm. so much yeah. harder to write a novel. Uh, in my opinion, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, as for nonfiction, I'm a fan of nonfiction. But as, uh, as an audience, as a reader of it, but not as a writer of it. Because that's even harder, you know. All the, the, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the research and the… I like I like um, I like reading it because it it's, it inspires you know um, yeah it inspires fiction uh, in me yeah uh, so yeah I get it yeah interesting Galing. I'm always awesome. like well I'm a big fan how, yeah, how's, like how's your how's your quarantine life going dude earlier you said that it's been uh, pretty productive um, do you have yeah. a bunch of stuff coming up in the pipeline. I do and actually. More, more importantly, are they horror related? Ah. Ooh. Oh okay. my God. So <laughs> I think I'm. Okay. So I guess I can talk about these things since they've been announced. <laughs> <laughs> they've been announced. But um, well, right now, Mikael Red is shooting a script I wrote uh, mm. called Arisaka. It's nice. Like, it's an action thriller. They're shooting on location. I don't know when that will come out, but yeah. And then um, I'm also part of the writing team of Half Worlds Season 3. You guys know Half Worlds? Mm. Ooh, tell yes. us about that. Yeah, it's, but please, it's an, give us a quick intro. 
So Half World is an is an original TV series by HBO Asia. The first season was in uh, was the first Thai? two seasons are in Thailand and then I think Thailand, it was, right? Yeah. And Indonesia, I think. What's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then the third season is in gonna be in the Philippines. Oh my god! But I mean, so I mean exciting. those. So those things were delayed because of quarantine and all that, of course. So of course, yeah, but, sure. but, but but those are in the works and. I think they're the only two things that were. There are a lot of other things that I'm working on, but those are the two things that I think I can talk about because they were already announced. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Wow. Super exciting, dude. Very yeah. looking forward to that. Um, thank so you, guys. I love how you said that your writing now has become busier over the quarantine. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it because people are just starved for more content or… I don't know. There are a lot of people that because we're going to need busy. more content. Yeah, and uh, we're going to need a lot more content if we're going to be stuck indoors. <laughs> also, uh, also, I think studios are trying to you know um, get a lot of concepts so that when you know the quarantine drops and everybody can start you know filming properly again, they have they have the content. They're, they're ready. The content. Yeah, they're ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know. The fight now is getting concepts and stories that have that can be contained smaller budget. Sure. Mm-hmm. Since most of the movies will probably be released on smaller screens, um, sold mm-hmm. to yeah. Netflix, sold to whatever streaming you know app. So yeah, that's that's where the market is right now. But I think and, also that it's an opportunity for better content to be made because now people can take their time, I'm assuming, as opposed to before where everything was always rushed. That's that's the impression that I'm getting. Like, I think this quarantine, because a lot of people were out of work for a while, mm. there has been more time to kind of marinate on what's good. Instead of release lang ng release being able to come up with stuff that's actually different and interesting than what we usually do. So, great. Because I think Sunod is is one of those movies for me that that it's above what's considered good in the movie industry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm being very kind. Yeah. Above <laughs> what is considered above, good. Above what is considered good. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's I mean, a yeah. compliment by mm. far. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always the aim. So, you know, because uh, mm. uh, a good film starts with a good script. So, absolutely. as long as writers put in the effort. Yeah. If you could write without thinking about how much you were going to make or or what, who who's, who's getting you and stuff like that. If you had full creative control of writing a screenplay, what kind of screenplay do you think you'd write? Definitely a sci-fi horror. Ooh. We don't have that. A mix of Alien and um, Blade Runner Blade Runner 2049. Cyberpunk-ish horror. Yeah. Um, We have nothing like that. A cyberpunk Metro Manila. The dystopian Ooh. cyberpunk Metro Manila horror movie. I think that would mm. be something. That would be great. so interesting. Yeah. But that's Ma- a very like if budget wasn't yeah. an issue. Which yeah. it always is. <laughs> <laughs> always. 
Grabe. What, do we have anything close to that in Philippine cinema? Like a sci-fi thing? Parang I've never heard of us having sci-fi. Reciclo. Really? <laughs> I haven't heard of that. <laughs> it was an MMFF movie. Reciclo. I don't oh. know what year. See? That is considered good, I'm assuming. Not uh, above. <laughs> not above what not is considered above. good. above. God damn. I want to see those. Above. Above what is considered good. Anna. Okay. So, uh, so drawing, drawing, uh, going back. Let's go back full circle and… Uh, Let's kind of go back to uh, to to seven, no? Yeah. Since we're talking about yeah. films that are above what is considered above. good, mm. uh, in <laughs> in Aaron's words, um, <clears throat> before we let's let's kind of use this to wrap up. Um, yeah. and, and what are your last words on seven, everyone? Let's start with okay. uh, and let's let's start with Aaron. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, it was a really good movie. I miss it. I remember it being good the first time I saw it. But it's not one of those things that you just revisit. Mm-hmm. And I was also surprised because I remember watching it as a child. And now watching it again, parang a child should not see this. <laughs> Especially the way Lust was murdered. Oh my God. <laughs> my a child God. should not see this. So really shocking. But yeah, that twist really got to me. I really enjoyed it. Those are my words. Mm. Your words. Miguel? Oh, oh man. I think… Uh, oh my God. I got caught off guard. It's one of my favorite Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Gwyneth Paltrow movies. Uh, I'm with you. Well, she was good in it. Uh, she was charming in it, and then she was. She was. Palang, uh, it was your first for me because I didn't see Aliens three. It was my first uh, preview of the craftsman that David Fincher is, part this visual artist that he is. Uh, na I'm super happy na even in his later movies, palang he still works hard to get his look, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cool. Anton? Yeah, so… Last words on Seven. What I really love about Seven is that it has this… Um, when you watch it, it doesn't feel old. It's, it feels like it's mm. relevant. I mean, beyond, beyond, the, beyond the horror, beyond, beyond the performances and directing, it's… Um, especially now, it's very relevant. I, ju- I just want to quote a line by John Doe. Yes, please. Yeah, so… Let's do it. If you remember that scene where they're driving to the, lo- the deserted location, um, they were driving John Doe and mm-hmm. Mills, Mills and uh, Somerset, and their their conversation was, you know, it's very intriguing and intense. And then John Doe says, um, "Wanting people to listen, you can't just tap them on the shoulder anymore. You have to hit them with a sledgehammer. Yep. And then you'll notice you've got that. their strict attention. So." Just, mm. just that line. It's very timeless, you know. Um, it's very, you know, um, uh, it's very apt for today's times. Uh, yeah, today's dark yeah. times. Yeah. Dark times. Yeah, with cancel culture and all that. And Super. <laughs> so, in a way, Seven was ahead of its time as well. Yeah, uh, and it's 
it's one of those movies that was will be copied and copied and copied copied for you know decades. Uh, but 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 somehow it will never be topped. And I don't think there's there has been a movie that has topped seven in its genre. Uh, so yeah. I guess yeah, I guess maybe until David Fincher decides to top <laughs> to top himself <laughs> to top seven until he decides it himself. Um, yeah, so so my I, I mean I, I really can't say anything that you guys haven't mentioned already. Um, uh, it is a timeless film. It is awesome. Um, it's incredible. It will be copied. It has been copied. It will be copied forever. Um, it's it's uh, it's one of my absolute favorite movies. David Fincher is one of my absolute favorite directors. Um, yeah. So uh, really, what 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 else is there to say other than uh, if you guys haven't seen it, please watch it. It's an absolute classic. Um, yeah, so Brad's thank you hot. so much. He is he is very hot. This is peak Brad. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, for choosing this film um, for for our discussion, Anton. And uh, and yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having yeah. me. It was, it was good a good luck with your future stuff. Yeah, thank you. Anton. Yeah, we can't wait to see all this stuff when, when it comes out. So please give us a head heads up uh, yeah, internally. Of course. Yeah, uh, when stuff is moving. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Yay. Good night. Good night, guys. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.